right, welcome into another edition of What's Up, Belly Up. We're talking about uh, probably a, a three-month hiatus since my last show, so uh, uh, great job there being consistent. I'm glad uh, there's probably a lot of followers that uh, have no clue what the show is at this point. But, uh, you know, without uh, without further ado, it, it's uh, it's good. I got uh, Zach Mack here with me, uh, director of our personnel here at Belly Up, uh, Puck Puck Pass uh, podcast, and, uh, and Mark here. Mark R. Can I call you Mark R or do you want the Riley or whatever? It don't matter. I mean, I you just, I, I, you just I, called I, me whatever. So I didn't have your intro drawn out because, you know, at least I said Zach puck, puck pass and there was nothing to plug for you. For yeah. I really but, need to get a pod soon because you're really struggling introducing me to any type of podcast here because every time I get it, you're like, I, Oh, I, quarter booth, uh, Riley report. Nobody knows. I'm just like, maybe I'm just, you know, a freelance. Uh, I struggle in general because I'm not made for this podcasting. I just am here for the drinks. So, but uh, anyways, let's let's go on. We'll make this worthwhile. I figured, uh, you know, we'll talk a little about the college football playoffs. I know you guys both have a lot to say. I know I know Mark will probably have a little more in general to say. Um, uh, also, Eagles, Lions. Zach and I, big Lions fans. Uh, I feel like the Eagles are, are treading close to the Lions this year, as far as uh, uh, just. The, I mean, that division in general, I saw today a statistic that uh, based off of that division, if the Redskins ran the table and the uh, other teams lost, the Redskins could actually uh, win the division or make the playoffs. Very um, cool stat. And, and who knows who, who knows what we'll, we'll throw in. We'll try to keep it as short and, and, and keep you guys entertained. Uh, but, uh, you know, you guys are probably already tuned out, so I appreciate that. So so we'll, we'll start with college football playoff. So you guys, uh, you know, big week, uh, championship week, uh, Obviously, me, Buckeye guy, uh, I know you guys are going to love this. Well, well, Zach's kind of a, a, a Big Ten guy, too. But uh, in general, how you guys feeling, one through four? Uh, is there an opportunity for some shakeups? Utah opportunity, uh, you know, is, is this what you expected going in? Is, is this the first year that the top four is really going to be under the microscope, or, or is this the, uh, the committee finally playing true to how things work out? If, uh, I'm, I mean, my, my biggest question is if, if Georgia beats LSU, is LSU out? I think that's the best scenario for the playoff or the committee because if everyone wins out except for LSU, then they don't have to switch anything other than LSU before LS, Georgia will go to three, Clemson goes to – it's just going to literally just – Rotate. I think that'd be the best because there's no way you're kicking LSU out. I don't care unless they were to somehow lose like 45 to like seven. But I still don't even know if that would change their mind. I I think this it's strange how a year with Alabama might be one of the easier decisions on who's going to be in. Like LSU, if they win, they're in. Ohio State, if they lose Ohio State or Wisconsin, I'll be shocked. They're in. With Clemson, it's probably going to absolutely murder Virginia. They're going to be in, and then it's going to be Utah or a Big 12 team. If Utah loses to Oregon, which I could see happening because the Pac-12 loves to just screw itself over, and then you're going to have some Baylor, Oklahoma get in there and lose to LSU in the first round. I don't know. I think so, so, speaking of Utah, what would – can they get in, or what would happen to get them in? They have to spank Oregon, and Georgia has to lose. 
So that that's the only way. Or if Georgia wins, they still have this. Well, no. If they, Georgia loses, they're in. Like, there's, that's like that's what Utah's in. Yeah. If Utah wins, obviously. Well, yeah. You don't think there's any way Oklahoma jumps Utah? I don't think so because it's not like they're. It's not like Utah's playing like a shitty Pac-12 team. Oregon's. I mean, they blew it against who did they lose to. Um, Arizona State, which, like I said, the Pac-12 just is so good at, like, nobody cares about them West Coast because they always just lose to their own damn conference, and then they never sneak in the playoff unless you're with the Mariota days. Um, but I just think, yeah, Utah's going to – if they win, they're in. If they, they – if Georgia wins, though, the only way Utah gets in there over LSU is if they absolutely, like, mollywop fucking Oregon. <laughs> yeah. So, so – the thing that uh, that I see, which ties to the Big Ten, I, I've seen all week people talking about how, uh, you know, the committee has it set up for Ohio State this year, blah, 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 saying, uh, you know, uh, every year, which which I do agree to, to some extent. There's either a Penn State, uh, Wisconsin, uh, you know, one of the, the Big Ten teams that no reason they should essentially be in the top ten but they have them ranked high, which, what is Alabama, 12? They dropped them 12 or something, yeah. or something like that. But they're saying, okay, they, they justified why Alabama's at 12. So that means Florida, Georgia, everybody had to be ranked above them. So, so to me, and, and people were complaining about this on Facebook, stuff like that, it is what it is. Being an Ohio State fan, this is the first year I feel like it doesn't matter what you rank these teams. Ohio State's the best team in the nation. Uh, they haven't. Not biased. I mean, so. I guess. No, 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 no. I mean, this is probably the first year that I can say this. This is the best team since 2002, you know, and that's saying a lot. But um, but I feel like it, it doesn't matter even if the committee wanted to to over, to wait things to justify it. There's no way that – and, yes, this is my biased opinion, but Mark said, if Ohio State were to even lose, there's no chance they fall out of the, the, the playoffs. But – to me, everybody bellyache, and there's always some kind of conspiracy. And this year, it's against Ohio State. But, but do you guys, being not Ohio State fans, um, and and Zach, like I said, he he's partially Big Ten, but but I guess so, Mark. It, and you don't even have to say that they're the best team in the nation, but but as far as is there anything that would say to you that they're not the number one team at this point based off of their their resume? And and I don't think anybody in the top four has had a huge win this year. But, I mean, really to say that uh, Wisconsin's ranked too high, which I believe they are, but, I mean, that they're just padding the numbers based off of this? I just think LSU, if I'm looking at top four, I'm looking at a team I don't want to play, it's just LSU. I don't know what it is. I don't know if it's because of SEC. I don't know. They just won every single big game convincingly that they had to go and play. Um, Ohio State, yeah. I, I mean, like, I just want it to be Ohio State or LSU one or two. I don't care. Like I said, those are the most pointless. Like as long as you're the home seed, doesn't matter. Um, but I just want to see them two go at it because I think that'd be the best possible championship. And the whole Joe Burrow, Ohio State, like it's just it's just meant to be. Do you, as a Ohio State fan, Mike? Do you know how much? I mean, let's say LSU beats Georgia, Utah gets in, or whatever, and it's just the top three don't change. Are you? How confident are you that Ohio State could beat Clemson? Because I, I tend to believe that Clemson would win that game. See, see, uh, and I, I would have to say that's true. I can't a, think about a little, 
a little based off of what Dabble says is they're not getting the respect that maybe they deserve. Because we're talking last year, we're talking we're hyping Trevor Lawrence up like he's the next coming to Jesus. You know, Tua obviously we had him last year, but this year I feel like that of the top four teams are essentially he. That's the one team that you don't hear anything about. There's really nobody talking about that. They're talking about you know the three other teams, which I I think Ohio State would handily beat them, and I mean handily. Uh, but based off the scenarios and the circumstances, I think. Uh, we talk about Ohio State and Michigan being a rivalry. And at this point, is it really a rivalry? And I'm not going down that road, but I'm saying, okay, so hmm. then we're talking about Joe Burrows leaving Ohio State, going to going to Baton Rouge, uh, to pretty much taking over that, that entire that entire town, uh, saying that you know he, he didn't start his career there, never thought he would have he never would have envisioned this. What is, I mean, how much more likely or how better could it play out for Joe Burrows to, to essentially stick it to the team that he couldn't start for, that he's maybe going to win the Heisman with, you know? That's my only concern. Clemson, not so much. LSU, like Mark said. But I still, biased or not, I think Ohio State takes it this year. Uh, who knows? They may, now that I'm saying this, losing the Big Ten Championship. I think what helps Ohio State in that matchup is that Alabama is not in the playoff. I think so consciously Clemson would play harder if they knew that they had another chance to play Alabama on the championship. So I think that helps Ohio State a little bit. I just think you brought up a, like a good point that I didn't even think about. I've always been saying this one, two doesn't matter. It actually does a lot. Like going against a Utah rather than a Clemson is a huge deal because Clemson has been there, done that. Trevor Lawrence has been there, done that now. Utah and first time. Clemson's like weirdly the Notre Dame of this year, which they're way better than Notre Dame has ever been sneaking into the playoffs. You playoff. don't hear anything, yeah. You don't hear anything. Or they're, or they're like the Florida State from your, like Jameis's last year when they won the year before, so they just naturally got in for being undefeated because the ACC is just always garbage and has just like one good team, um, especially that Miami team. They suck. Uh, but I, I just think Clemson's a team that like people are really going to just be like, ah, they haven't played anybody. Right off. And whoever's the two seed. Is he going to get smacked in the mouth the start of that game? Because I think Clemson is going to end up being three. I don't think they. There's no way they're going to move up to two or one. So they're going to be three. And whoever the two seed is that faces them, I feel like Clemson is going to smack them in the mouth. And then eventually, I don't think they'll win that type of game because we just don't know anything about them. Like years yeah. before, you had all these guys. You had that defensive line. Like you had, you could name every player on the defensive line. Now all I know is they got Trevor Lawrence, uh, Etienne, and T. Higgins. Like, Etienne, that's yeah. all I got. Like, I mean, which is scary because you could sleep on them and they could just said, be like, oh, don't forget about us. We, uh, we still know what we're doing here. But Dabo is right and wrong for being the underdog, but nobody, whatever. Like, he says that shit, but, like, dude, you just won your second national championship. Like, get out of here with this nobody respects you guys thing. Like, <laughs> like <laughs> you guys are good. Everyone knows you're good. You just don't play anybody legit until the playoffs. So, just shut him no, up. In the I, I heard something that was, I heard something that was actually uh, kind of eye opening. As you think about it, you talk about Alabama, you talk about Ohio State. I mean, even back to the Florida State days, not not as recently, but these guys are brought in and uh, these recruits are are put on a pedestal, and they are told from day one they are the, you know, the it. There's no, there's nothing that's better than you. But you're talking about Clemson, and I'm not saying that they recruit bad, but you're talking a lot of these kids come in and they're fighting for jobs, you know, 
you know, they're not guaranteed to start in position because it's a little more competitive. You know, you don't have those clear. I mean, again, like I said, they they have good recruiting recruiting classes, but you're not talking those clear cut uh, all Americans and stuff. You know, like uh, off fields or Tua or something like that. And and I don't even know where or Trevor Lawrence ranked in high school and stuff like that. But <laughs> but uh, you're talking these these other big schools. These guys are always telling these kids, yeah, that's where it is. Where Clemson, it's always like they have a chip on their shoulder because these kids are always having to compete. And I thought that was a pretty good analogy based off of what we're talking about now because people are overlooking Clemson. Zach brought it up. To me, again, I'll reiterate, uh, they don't necessarily scare me as far as Ohio State, but I do see them coming in, like like Mark said, in that first first quarter or even first half saying, these guys have gotten no respect all season, and they'll just thump you in the mouth. And, and you know, it's going to be a game as opposed to, oh, we should walk all over you. Uh, real quick, Trevor Lawrence was – the number two overall recruit that year behind Justin Fields. <laughs> yeah. That's why Fields is number one. He's with Ohio State, so it didn't matter. That's why I was. I'm also learning for you how much how shocked I was when Fields went to Georgia. But anyways, yeah, no, I Dabo well, did stayed. he originally with Penn State or something like that? Yeah, on the, the it was um, a mess. QB one, QB one, he like committed to uh, uncommitted, went to Georgia. Either way, uh, I've Dabo stays at Clemson, which. It's crazy how rumored he is to get out of there. Um, but if he stays there, they're going to – next 10 years, if we're doing this whole decade talk, you know, 2020 coming up. Uh, if he's there, man, they're going to become the new, like, powerhouse that people are going to eventually yeah. just be like, yeah. I mean, Alabama – dude, oh, my God. The talks about how they're done is just so funny to me. It's like they're starting to get his hip. Like, what do you want? That was like, my transition to the next piece. Like, can we talk about that? Like, oh, it's it ridiculous. Is, like, essentially after that, like, it is Alabama's run over? Is, is, uh, I mean, they, they pretty much put Saban on the hot seat essentially just because of this. People forget you that. Know, I, mean, I mean, they, they never they, had top quarterbacks. Like, people forget that Tua is like a rare occurrence in Alabama's like time. Like, they usually just have some AJ McCarron or what was it? Uh, uh, the, the one dude that won the – yeah, exactly. That is like the Bieber hair. Like, it's literally the same dude every year. They got what dropped so far in the playoff ranking. <laughs> yeah, they did. <laughs> dude, I just still can't talk – can we talk about the Bieber hair? Is that what you said? Yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. That's like what – is that what Zach's rocking right now? No, dude, if you guys – one no, day – He's he's more the Darren McCarty right now. One day you'll see. I might try to pull up something out. I used to have. I invented the beaver hair back, back in the day. No, I, I had it back in high school. Admittedly, I've got old school pictures of all you guys. So if you guys ever want to do anything, I got them. Wow. Well, I'm, I'm surprised because I feel like I've done something to the point where I deserve a picture. I think really, actually you guys I might have tagged me in one. Yeah, though for your birthday, dude. <laughs> yeah, that's right. That's right. <laughs> Oh, but anyways, yeah. Zach, you anyways. got more to add to the college college football or we uh, want to transition. How do we talk save it and then go beaver? <laughs> you said it, not me. I'm just wondering. All right, well, that, that's that. No, I got nothing. So, I got nothing else. All right, we'll, we'll get into our, our next segment that uh, I think most of us can agree on. Zach and I are used to this. I'm not so much sure Zach is. Or, I mean, uh, I'm sorry, Mark is. <laughs> Eagles, Lions, uh, not to put them in the same boat, but uh, there's a very good opportunity that they are in the same boat. Uh, Eagles, Lions, uh, two 
I wouldn't say so much for the Lions underachieving because as expected year after year, we drank Kool-Aid early. But Eagles, honestly, Mark, going into the season, based off the past couple of years, once healthy, what did you expect going into the season? I Division don't know. At least uh, at least that. I mean, I thought the Cowboys were going to um, – I thought, it, I thought I the Cowboys race was going to be – Underachieved. I thought the race was going to be just like it is right now. But I didn't think the race was going to be like, like six and seven. More wins. Uh, yeah, the shittiest exactly. division in football. Um, it's pretty bad. It's embarrassing. Um, I don't know why I thought like going into this season, I did the whole thing where I picked every game and I fell for the Browns. Definitely did that. Hand up. Was wrong. But then I also <laughs> yeah. had the Eagles. I had the Eagles come to the Super Bowl. And like not even being biased, like I was like, I just don't see how this team loses – to the, like that schedule we had, like I didn't think it was hard. Like I had the Lions as a win, Falcons as a win, like all this shit. And you're, the Lions are welcome for, or I guess we, you should not be fans of the Eagles because we're the reason why you guys even thought you were any good. Like that's why you guys started <laughs> thinking yeah. you were any good. Them and the Chargers. Yeah, little did you know, though. Both of those well, teams the thing suck. is, we beat two teams early after we tied with the Cardinals week one to yeah. essentially say, what the hell's going on? And then we rip off these two wins against playoffs, essentially playoff hopefuls that can go deep. And, and yeah, you're I'm sitting pretty. I remember my, my brother-in-law is telling me, uh, if we beat the Eagles, I think we've got it. And I'm saying, uh, there's no way we beat the Eagles. We beat the Eagles. And I'm thinking that was the last freaking win we had essentially. I mean, yeah. I mean, you know, I mean, that was with any substance. Well, to end to be, I mean, Stafford, having a broken back or whatever is not very good. And I've actually gained more respect for him. I think I just needed him and Luck not in the same league at the same time, and I'd start liking Stafford again. Uh, but, no, this Eagle season, Wentz has looked bad. But he also, like, you, you you know why he's looked bad. He's in his head. He's almost got the yips. I swear, the city of Philadelphia folds with the yips. Wentz, um, the Phillies, it's just – everyone's like, how do you do this as a Philly fan? Like, are you used to this? Yes. Before that Super Bowl – which we all got fucking just completely teased with. Like, we gave up our souls just for that Super Bowl, and now it's back to reality. Like, we weren't really, like, we always were decent, but we never won anything, and now we always get our hopes up. I said, if people go into next season and think the Eagles are going to be good, good luck with that. Let them surprise us. I'm done. I'm done with it. And they're going to somehow still have a chance to make the playoffs up to Week 16. That's terrible. Like, How? I mean, yeah, that's what's crazy to me is the Cowboys are literally they're losing to the Bears right now. But yeah, I know. Uh, I put freaking bet on that. I'm pissed. And if the Eagles win this weekend, it's like they're back tied, and the Eagles are could possibly host either the Seahawks or the Niners at home in the first round of the playoffs. They're gonna if the Eagles because back when the Seahawks did it, the whole Marshawn like home like that yeah. they were seven and nine, I believe, when they beat the Saints. Dude, um, that was great. But. I feel like they have to, it's going to be kind of like the pass interference rule. Like they're going to have to do something where if you're not above 500, then you have to not – you can't get the option. Even if you win the division, you shouldn't be able to get home field advantage. Like it should just be taken away from you because you're that bad and you only won or in this game. Like you can still win the game at an away stadium, but do not – you should not have the right to have a home, uh, home game regardless of you win your division if you're yeah. seven nine. So, so could you imagine? Okay, you're being you're an Eagles fan. Obviously, we're talking about this. Could you imagine making the trip from Philly to Miami last weekend, going to that game? Uh, pretty much, from what I hear, is there was more Eagles fans in Miami, and to watching that game lose, 
like our boy over at Design Tree, Drew Smith? I was really having a, I was having a, I was having a decent day, Mike. <laughs> and then you just had to, like, I remember on Sunday watching that game. It was like, oh, we're winning. Like, we scored right away. Turnover. Fitzpatrick threw a pick, his first pass. I was like, oh, thank you. We're, we're finally beating a team that sucks. And then all of a sudden, like, they did the trick play. I was like, okay, that's pretty crazy. Like, that's not going to happen again. And then, and then Devontae Parker catches every ball that was thrown his way. And, uh, and then it just kept happening. And then they scored again. And, <laughs> Then Jalen Mills uh, goes out there on Twitter saying, uh, "Vote me for Pro Bowl. Vote me for Pro Bill. Pro Bowl." Dude, when he just got torched, it, I, you lost to the Dolphins. I was sitting there, and I, we, I was like a friend's giving, and everyone's like, "You okay?" I was like, "This is it. Like we just freaking <laughs> lost to the Dolphins. It's like <laughs> there's no, there's no more like, oh man, we still have a chance to be like beat like like we just lost to the Dolphins." Who have a slogan that's called "Tanking for Tua," and the dude got hurt, so then they kind of like aren't as bad anymore, but they still just, suck. Yeah, running. And it's just like the only teams they beat are the Colts and the Jets, and now we're one of them. The Eagles have lost to the Falcons and the Dolphins. Like nobody should say we're remotely good because you lost to two Dolphins, terrible Dolphins and Lions. Well, the silver lining is that they're in the worst division in football, and. All their remaining games are division games. Still That's win, not the yeah. silver lining. I don't want to win shit. Like I don't want to make the playoffs. <laughs> get waxed in the playoffs. Be, I live twenty minutes from the stadium. I am not <laughs> trying to be here, tailgate, be hype as shit for a playoff game, and then get absolutely pissed on by like the Vikings. Like I don't want to do that. Like it just doesn't sound fun. Or what, what if they play? What if they play a home game against like the Niners and they beat them and then? See, that's, just, get just, just get it out of your head. Get it out of your freaking head. I'm rooting for you now. I'm rooting for your take now. Eagles to the Super Bowl. No, okay, fine. Dude, we'll win. Uh, we'll beat we'll Eli give me, Manning. Give me the magic numbers. I'm all about that. We'll beat Eli Manning because, you know, he has to get one last hurrah against the Eagles. Bro, Daniel... he, no way. You know he comes in and lights the town up. Oh, I'm sure he does. I freaking hope he does. I hope he gets, <laughs> I, I hope he gets sacked. The ball fumbles 100 yards in the end zone and they fall on a touchdown. I don't care. As long as I'm, I'm just going to root against the Eagles because it makes me feel better when they lose. Just does, and and so say they beat this fucking uh, Giants, and then they beat the Redskins, which <laughs> as terrible as those two teams are, who knows? They gotta play the Cowboys, and guess what happens against the Cowboys? It's gonna be a game-defining or a season-defining game, and the Cowboys are gonna win, and the Eagles gonna be like, oh man, what are we gonna do? Where's Nick Foles? Oh my gosh, she got benched <laughs> in Jacksonville. B- I'm thinking. Federer's cracking the up during that Dolphins game. So Dude, funny. I went to my first okay, so, game in so, the link, and the Eagles fans are dumber than they in person than they are on Twitter. So, <laughs> oh man, you're gonna get a lot of heat. I'm gonna blast this all over. That's fine. I, I'm sorry. Can we do a headliner I, based off that snippet right there? Yeah, because you know the only two people, Shout out to the, the only two Philly fans that are only rational are me and Jared. <laughs> Everyone knows that. <laughs> you and Jared in the same sentence. No, that was, yeah, with the highest sense of sarcasm. When he put me in that category, and I hope he's listening, who knows. Uh, when he put me in Jared that category. said the Lions would go 10-6. and six. Jared's a huge hot take guy in the beginning of the season because he's not wrong until the end of the season. Well, hey. And they disappear, so we can't call him out on shit. 
But but shout out shout out to that guy last week when Fitz was slinging the rock against uh, Philly that bought the old uh, the Rosen one T shirt. I, I appreciate that. Uh, to, you know, I told Mark, I said, I said, dude, we just sold a Rosen one T shirt during that game while Fitz was slinging the rock. So hey, whatever. You know. Oh, we're not. Once we're not he, posting. Once we posted this on, video. I have the shirt like right next to me. <laughs> no, no, this is all straight pot. It, it's for the best. You're still going to go run and get the t-shirt. It's not going to make it. I can see the free peat behind you. There you go. Nice. But either way, all we, have to do is, all we have to do is change the colors when he gets traded or moves on. So, I also bought that shirt a little tiny, and Rosen is popping on that shirt. <laughs> <laughs> he is Rosen, that's for sure. You've been working out, bro? Uh, it's uh, winter. <laughs> yeah, it's he, the holidays. Yeah, he said he hit the gym today. No, yeah, that's just to hide the spot for Jared. (laughs) Jared's still at the gym. What are you talking about? (laughs) (laughs) No, the Rosen one. Speaking of Josh Rosen, that man, he's – anyways, don't even get me started about quarterbacks that I've been wrong about. (sighs) Winston, Jameis? Oh, dude, Jameis is – lights out. Just throws a lot of picks and has small hands, but – no, Rosen. I said he's one of those dudes you can't even, like, this is way off topic, but uh, he's not even, like, next to the offensive coordinator during the game. He's just chilling on the bench, like, yeah, I'm just here. Like, he doesn't care. And I realized, like, he went from being the, the guy that said he's a backup quarterback. Yeah. And he's just, like, loving it. He's just like, you know what? I'm in Miami. I just get to do whatever I want. I'll probably go somewhere else, be a backup. But he's not even a good backup. Like, the good backups are the ones on the sideline, the headset on, like, you know, like, involved. And he's just like, where's my hot tub? I'm just chilling. <laughs> he's probably hanging out on <laughs> He's already rich as shit, pretty sure. His family's rich, so. He's yeah. Anyway, so so we're talking about the ego, Zach. Let's talk about the Lions. Yeah, I was just going to say, I feel like we can transition to the Lions. Uh, there is no hope. We, we don't. We can't root against our team to not make the playoffs because we're not going to make the playoffs, uh, as especially as the second to worst team in the division is beating uh, uh, beating the Cowboys right now. But uh, is this what you expect this year, Zach? Uh, going forward, I, I know I wrote an article about you know the sorriest franchise essentially, and it was the the Cowboys. I mean, a cheese piece. Can't even say the Cowboys. Jeez the Lions. Clip then, that. Put it everywhere. Yeah. <laughs> yes, Jeezo Pete's, and put it next to my blah blah blah. <laughs> but uh, and, and then your your brother uh, oh, your writes article an article like- about the same t- about the same exact time about giving the Lions time and uh, you know this is this is how it needs to be in playing out and and there is if you're a Lions fan there are. There is a, a a line drawn in the sand. You're either on, you know, Patricia needs this much time to to develop what he's doing, or it's Bob Quinn and or Patricia are out. And I'm kind of to the point where it's not so so much even Bob Quinn and Patricia. It's the Ford family that clearly has too much money. They know what they're doing with that for years, and they just sunk in that organization. You know, and I don't know if you want to say what side you're on, you know, I know you, you and your brother are kind of butt heads, but to me at this point, I, I, I did love the Patricia hire. I love what he's doing, bringing people around him, but you can only 
wait so long, especially leaving the, the Caldwell era where we're making the playoffs, one and done in the playoffs, and they wanted more, and now we're not even making the playoffs. Yeah, I, I mean, you asked if this was what I expect. Yeah, it's what I always expect out of the line. I, I didn't think that they, on top of everything you just said about not making the playoffs be a bad, but they are so damn boring to watch. And a lot of that has to do with Stafford being injured, but there's just a boring, yeah. it's a boring football game. Defense is awful. I, I said it back during the Caldwell era, and I still think it's true that they will not be successful until the Fords sell the team, I don't think. I, I'm, I'm very much in your corner. That is how I feel. They can bring in whoever they want, but it just feels like, and I don't even know because I feel like Bob Quinn has a lot of, uh, a lot of leeway, can do a lot of things. He's surprised me on some things that's, that's been really exciting. But, but uh, I mean, I feel like our second and third round picks in the past couple of years, outside of Kenny Galladay, I think he was like a late round pick. But dude, I feel like we've, we've reached, uh, we, we've lost out on talent. Uh, it's just, over and over, it's the same thing, and and there's only one thing. I mean, you talk about, you know, I mean, you go back to Marty Morningway. I mean, uh, I mean, long time ago, it's been the same thing. I mean, we had Steve Mariucci, Mariucci as a coach, you know, and and he couldn't even succeed in, in Detroit, you know? And we're talking about yeah, Jim Jim Schwartz. Everybody that leaves Detroit as a head coach goes on somewhere else and has success. So they they know football, they know what they're doing. Granted, they're not a head coach, but to me, it's like, you know, what's going on in this organization? The whole Quadri Diggs uh, trade blew my mind. I know, I know, Zach, you were kind of like, you know, whatever, but I feel like he was one of those diamond in the roughs that we, we snagged. Uh, he was cheap. We got him late, and we traded him again for, for, for nothing. And, and I'm not saying he went into Seattle and lit the world on fire, but he's their highest-rated highest safety right now in Seattle on a, a – a very high caliber team. Granted, that defense is a lot different than Detroit. You got uh, defensive line support, but you know when we traded Diggs, Diggs was caught off guard. He was boys with Darius Slay. He was boys with the secondary, and he pretty much said that I don't need to talk about this right now, but it's going to come out. So there's something going on in Detroit that uh, people don't like. Well, whether it's the head coach, the organization in general, but then also I know uh, Mark's not as invested as we are, so he's probably not whatever. But but then you also see on the flip side, Devin Kennard saying, I'll do whatever whatever Patricia will, will tell me. You know, he's my coach. I'm invested in that. So I feel like is is there – I mean, this is just, uh, you know, me thinking out loud. Is there a split in that locker room, a, a divide in the organization? I feel like for years it's been like that. Uh, you know, I feel like it's coming maybe full circle now. Is, is there something like that? Do you feel that way or maybe am I overthinking it? I, I feel like there might be a fraction of players that haven't bought into the so-called, you know, quote-unquote Patriot system that they're trying to instill. And maybe Diggs was part of that, and that's why they're trying to get rid of him. I mean, they had the worst defense in the league anyway. So, I mean, it's, yeah, it sucks that you get him for next to nothing, but it's still a better pick than you picked him with. So if the optimism is there, you're like, well, but we can draft good again. I, I, I guess that that's maybe the logic, but I don't think keeping Diggs helps anything. So I, I'm not so upset about that. But I, there might be, like, a, some sort of, like, there's a fraction of players that haven't bought into the well, you're bad. 
everyone, every locker is going to be split when you're bad. Like, unless they're like you're a team that was expected to be terrible. Like, yeah, nobody expected the Lions to be anything crazy, but with a kind of like good start. So they probably were like, oh, like they were feeling good. And then as you just continue to suck, it's definitely going to split the locker room because some guys are all in on Patricia. I don't, I think the Lions would be stupid to get like, you can't just hire coaches unless it's Freddie Kitchens and fire them one year. Freddie Kitchens, I think, is an idiot and should be going out of Cleveland, but. I'm so glad you talked about that because I quickly wanted to talk about that at the end of this. But, yeah, well, but I feel like talking back, about the Eagles was way more fun than talking about the Lions right now. No, but I honestly think owners – the fact that owners get in the way of the team is one of those things that makes no sense to me. You guys are rich. It annoys the shit out of me. Like, you guys are rich as shit. You probably own so many other things. That, like, yeah. Like, don't mess with the team because it's, if you suck, you're going to make yeah. money. If you are good – you're going to make money. It doesn't matter if you're good or bad. So just let somebody that actually knows what they're doing have the say. Um, this is like the Redskins. The Redskins owner, like uh, Snyder, Dan Snyder, is right. one of the worst. Like, just stay out well, of the way. voted the worst, which is, yeah. is hard to say with, with you. Know, but with the, uh, I still think Schwartz – I don't know. I always thought that was weird uh, that you guys got rid of him when you did just because he was kind of what brought you guys from 0 and 16 to something. Oh, but 16. I don't know. I I wasn't the uh, wasn't there. I wasn't the Lions fan. I just knew Jim Schwartz because shout out to my uncle who used to date uh, Jim Schwartz's cousin. And now they're not together. So <laughs> I've had to sick in with the Eagles, but whatever. It's no big deal. I was deal. just gonna not, say so. There goes your end. So not not to uh, not bitter, I'm not bitter about that. But anyway, Lions. There's no reason they should get rid of anybody other than like they, like if there's a split, then the guys who aren't in gotta go. Like I don't understand it when you're that bad. You got to say, if you're out, you're out. If you're in, you're in. We'll find people that can do it. I understand it's the NFL. Patricia, that's what sucks as a head coach, though. You can't just say that because you're going to be gone if you have to wait three or four years to, ver- to get a good team that's ready to go. So, Zach, did you you go home for Thanksgiving or were you in Memphis? No, I stayed here this year. So, okay. So, so usually in a situation like that, how brutal. Washington Lions with your, with your family, you and your brother, how is that? Are you, are you guys' takes uh, so different hitting heads when you're watching the game? Or is it just at this point you guys have been doing it for years? It's just whatever. I mean, yeah, I'd like to think that I'm a, I'm a little more realistic about the situation. He's a little bit more like blind optimism, <laughs> which I respect. I mean, if you're going to be a fan, a little fan, go for it. I, I'm not going to hate you for it. Uh, but sometimes I could be like, wake up, dude. We're just not good. We're not going to be good. Like, We've lost on Thanksgiving like 20 years. Like, yeah. <laughs> they talk about, yeah, they talk about it. Yeah. Uh, the, uh, well, one of the big things was, okay, let's, let's uh, boycott the Lions Thanksgiving game, which the Lions and Bears were the ones that started that whole thing. Like, yeah. you know, it's, it's much more than just the Lions sucking, you know? So. How is that uh, though? I never really uh, thought like, I mean, the Eagles were in the Thanksgiving game, like, I think three or four years ago or something. And it's pretty cool because, like, obviously everyone's watching it. It's prime time. You're, all, you're with your family. But, like, you guys have literally been there every single year. Like, is it like you look forward to it or because you guys usually aren't that good? It's like, ah, oh, well, shit. Now everyone gets to watch us lose. <laughs> I, I think, and I could be wrong. There, there's, like, like Zach said, I am the type of Lions fan that every year I'm buying the hype, saying that they're good, but I also understand, okay, we don't have this. So like earlier in the season, you know, Jared and those guys were, were saying, oh, Lions are 9-7, 10-6. Whoa, 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 okay, pump the brakes. I think we're making progress. But when it comes to Thanksgiving, I, I know every year we're either going to come out hot or 
or it's just going to be a shit show. Either way, we're going to lose. I mean, mm-hmm. Peyton Manning, what, set the record and sunk hung how many how many points against us? It, it's just a matter of who we play. I, I feel like anybody that signs up for the Lions on Thanksgiving Day, it, it's just like a fair pass. Like at, at this point, they just know like there, there should be a bidding war to the NFL. That's where the millions are made is whoever can get on the Lions schedule for Thanksgiving. Yeah, I've been to I've been to three Thanksgiving Day games and it's it's super cool in the stadium because like everyone's in a good mood. They're with their family for the most part. And that's honestly the only cool part about playing on Thanksgiving every year is just you have that opportunity to go if you want to go. But what, just watching them is it's like you wake up and you're like, thank God we're the early game. You're like, let's get this out of the way. Then we'll eat and we can all enjoy our day. I was going to say, it's, I remember uh, it might have been the same year that the Eagles were played on that. Like when the, when the Lions were like favored. It was in the year I think they went to the playoffs and they were like favored on Thanksgiving. It was like, wait a second. Is this like the better team out of who's playing today? It was like a, it was a real, it's crazy how football works. So like the Lions went from shit. They got Caldwell, went to the playoffs, like what, two years in a row, almost made it the first year and then went to second year. And then in like, it's crazy how you can just lose a team like that. Like the Eagles just won the freaking Super Bowl, And now like everyone's on the hot seat. It just, it's, it's crazy how football works. I don't understand it. One year so, can be completely so different. We'll transition. I'm, I'm glad you, you talked about Freddie Kitchens. We'll talk about this quickly. Um, again, we talk about it on all of our shows, whether it's What's Up, Belly Up, Sound Off. Uh, Belly Up Sports was a, a big, whether you liked it or not, uh, a big bandwagon fan of the Browns. We've said it a hundred times. It was going to be uh, must-see TV. If they win, must-see TV. If they lose. Uh, after the initial Pittsburgh game, and then the game following that, you were like, oh, man, maybe they're they're back on track. And then they lose to the uh, third-string quarterback. You talk about Freddie Kitchens wearing the T-shirt out. Um, you know, and, and pretty much every analyst blasting him saying, you know, he, he said, oh, you know, my daughter said, would you wear this, blah, blah, blah. Every analyst said, you know what, my daughter's asked a lot of things too. But, you know what, there's some <laughs> things professionally and other, and other things that I, I need to know. It's such where, a cop-out answer anyway. You know. I think it's hilarious. But but Honestly. but in in general, the the guy outside of the Browns, and I think in eleven months he went from a a coordinator to the offense coordinator to the to the head coach. So to me, in in his responses to things, is 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 this mismanaged by the coaching staff based off of all the talent? Uh, I feel like that's it. That's an easy answer. But I mean, you look on paper. We talked about it. This team was at least a playoff team. Uh, I mean, is this guy one and done? Yes, they cannot make the mistake what they did with Hugh and holding on. Um, you can't – if you hold on to him again and let him go, that's a waste of a year. They ha- uh, Dorsey's done OBJ's a – OBJ's not going to stick around, yes. Yeah. Yeah. Well, the problem with that is then you get in the habit of you're, you're just – you're hoping to get, get a that. coach that is good the first year. I do get that, which is like I don't like the whole like getting rid of coaches. This man's name is Freddie Kitchens. You should have known from the get-go. I'm a huge <laughs> name guy. Terrible name. Freddie Kitchens is not – I mean, the shirt I thought was great. I'm pretty sure it was uh, – uh, the, the font of it was – what was the font? Either way, it was a great shirt. If you're – that was such a cop-out answer. <laughs> First, it was a cop-out answer. You, you know what? The, like, the best part about that whole thing is, is I'm sitting there thinking – why didn't we think of that shirt? And why didn't we send yeah. every Brown coach, coach in the organization? You know, selfishly saying, dude, I would love Freddie Kitchen to spot, sport my shirt. But 
as a head coach. Because we didn't think Freddie Kitchens was going to freaking wear a shirt that said it all. That's They started it. Like, Yeah, what – most of these are showing up or out in public and, you know, I mean, see, whatever. I think, but in general, I think, it was I think Freddie was like, my team is a fiery team. Maybe I have to be like them and say yeah, some yeah. dumb yeah, shit yeah, yeah. and do something dumb. And they'll be like, I'm with this guy. Like, this guy gets what we get. But they didn't. They came out. They got freaking beat by Ducky freaking Hodges, who is starting over the guy that got bashed with the helmet. Like, talk about the perfect revenge game. No, that dude got benched because <laughs> he sucked, and he got slammed. Oh, that three weeks that Mason Rudolph had were terrible. Concussed, and then he gets smashed over the head. He gets benched. Either way, um, Freddie Kitchen should go. They made a mistake by keeping him. I mean, even Baker Mayfield has videoed saying he's an idiot before they even hired him. Um, they have to bring in a guy that's an offensive mind that's not Freddie Kitchens. And if you can't, this is it. You can't just keep having Baker, like you said, Zach. You can't have a new coach coming in every year for Baker because if he's legit or not, it's not good for any quarterback or any offense. And if you want to keep Odell. Yeah, did you hear Odell's vague comments? Yeah. Was it today? He's like, doesn't know what's – I don't know what he said verbatim, but it's basically the future's up in the air. But Odell, it's it, this is Odell's season. What do you mean? Like he's right around the time where he starts going like, into things. yeah the season where he starts, which I saw too. What Jalen Ramsey released some stuff too that he he may also uh, have a a difference of opinions. Oh, it's going to be a wild off season when it comes to that because <laughs> that man already is loud enough, and with the Rams not looking remotely good anymore. He's going to be like, shit, did I say I promised to sign back here? <laughs> Promises are meant to be broken. I don't know about that one. But, yeah, the Browns next year, dude, definitely their year. They're going to be the new Caps. It's their year, but next year. I do want to know. I, I like yeah. – back to the Freddie Kitchen shirt. I like the shirt. I think it's hilarious. It's just like a three-word punchline. I do want to know, though, when, like wearing it out, like what Freddie thought was like the best-case scenario wearing the shirt. Like what? You know, yeah, no, like looking at a guy named Freddie Kitchens – he probably was like, oh, who started what? Like, huh. <laughs> I'm, I'm saying, guys, that's, they started it, not me. <laughs> there, was a, there was a beer across the... Obviously, his excuse obviously was, oh, my daughter asked me to wear it, but I wore a coat over top of it. Yeah, so, I mean, you wear excuse when you right there in general. As one out of 32 coaches in the entire NFL, in the entire world, essentially, you're, you're depicting yourself, you're putting yourself on that level, which... To me, I love it. I want 32 coaches to wear yeah. my stupid shirts, but it's not going to happen because these guys are making millions and I'm making, well, nothing. Literally so, a shirt uh, you wear it apart and the, you throw the bottle across the yeah, thing I mean, that he started, but not me. Like, come on. That's like uh, some college frat boys looking at each other weird and they want to fight because of it. <laughs> But which to I mean, be fair, I'm guy, but, uh, but shout out to Rattlesnake for uh, living that life. So <laughs> that blows my mind. By the way, they must be different down south. <laughs> They're freaking. I know. I know. Like the southeast side, but down in Texas, there ain't no way. They're like those frat boys with their Patagonias and shit. That'd be wild. But oh, uh, my exes live in Texas. <laughs> but real quick about Freddie Kitchens. As much as we just shit on him. Probably the one of the top coaches to have a beer with. That's all I'm saying. 
You're probably right. Oh, yeah, yeah. I was going to say, where's this going right now? Yeah, because no. <laughs> like, like, <laughs> I thought you were about to cut him some slack. Really, really, really. Yeah, like, oh, no, yeah, no, no, no. He's a terrible football coach. But, man, <laughs> he probably had some crazy stories. And you sit at the bar and, like, hey, well, why don't you finish your beer before I tell you the next one, bitch? <laughs> or something so, like that. So, so next year, he's probably going to be the highest, <laughs> highest price premium on Cameo.com. You guys ever check that out? No, I no. don't know what you're talking about. I'm dude, scared. Sounds like a, sounds like oh a my God, dude. Yeah. It, it might as well be. Oh, just burst. Whatever. <laughs> it might as well be at this point. Dude, check out after this. I'm not even yeah, plugging The it. rails are falling. They've only paid me a, a couple hundred dollars, but, dude, <laughs> you can go on this website and pick a wash up celebrity. All the, I don't know. Uh, this is a squirrel, man. But uh, you talk about Ray Lewis. You can pay them a certain amount. Oh of money, yes, I did they will plug. I heard about it. They will plug whatever you want for a certain amount of time. Well, yeah, that's how Mason Rudolph got benched, right? <laughs> Didn't like Sugar Ray say like, "Hey, Mason, I know you had a couple of rough weeks, but I'm here to let you know that we're gonna suck, uh, start all Ducky Hodges back there." And yeah, the people like he, Hugh Jackson was doing it left and right. He's like, "Hell yeah!" That's what I'm saying. Like, he was charging five dollars for five seconds, which is. I'd pay that in a heartbeat just to have you, you know. Like, Honestly, I saw we should this is hilarious. I'm looking at it. Dude, <laughs> after this, after this episode, you're gonna see a whole bunch of Twitter of just straight belly up sports celebrities, whether they're serious, <laughs> they'll make they'll make the cut. We're gonna start paying these people to to shout us out. But I think uh, our uh, what's his name? Uh, is it Mark McGrath that that sent that's the, Sugar Reds? I'm talking about. Sugar Ray, yeah, yeah. He, oh, oh, I thought you meant the Sugar Ray, the fighter. No, I did too. Sugar, Even uh, when I was looking at Mark McGrath, I was like, that's not Sugar Ray. I was like, well, that would have, <laughs> yeah, it's, I was just say that would have a lot further, but whatever. But Ray Lewis is on there and shit. Dude, everybody's on there. Yeah, dude. That's good. I'm dude, a, Pat Joe's on there. Have, oh, yeah, dude. I think he charges like a do, uh, hundred a minute, so, or I mean, a hundred a second, so whatever. No, we should, uh, but, old Tom, Thomas Black with his uh, pick should get some. Coach, let's get Bam or uh, Saban now that he's out. Hey guys, go sign up. Now that he's out, college. listen to this guy. <laughs> now that he's out. Oh, you mean out of the playoffs? What if Saban was like, "Hey everyone, go join the Pick'em with Thomas Black and the Blackout featured Belly on Swords. Go Pick'em <laughs> or some shit like that." We fucking don't work. He's hard up for money. Quick ten point. seconds. Dude, he's hard. What do you mean, coach? Saban? That would be an electric one, but Saban. Is what do you mean? He's doing, he's doing Affleck commercials. He's definitely hard on money. <laughs> I do see that the other day. But did no, you uh, see the new Shaq commercial with uh with the general. That's not new, dude. He's yeah, I know we're tell, we're going so we're going so far off script right now. But we're the other night when he got domed when he got domed in the head by Charles Barkley with, with the egg. egg. Yeah, dude, I, that, that was, was great. great. Mark Barkley still got it, but. Uh, anyway, uh, the tra- the train ran off the tracks. What else you got, Mark? Yeah, we turned this into sound off. Is what happened. <laughs> it went from "What's up, belly up" to sound off, and we're sounding off for sure. Let's talk about Belichick's son sounding exactly like him. Yo, I feel like Zach, you, you could like do a version of Trailer Park. park. Well, that why? Uh, I don't know. <laughs> you just, you just, you just depicted him as a Belichick's son, like a meth. No, player. no, because like <laughs> when he like responds like real subtle and quietly, yeah, it's like <laughs> yeah, just like that. Uh, we're we're uh, we're, we're just happy. God, we're, we're we're just focused on football. 
<laughs> I, I'm just a safety's coach, and I, I like hanging. I like hanging out with my dad and watching football. Yeah. And that's really all we did. Yeah, we had, we had good memories. We laugh about it now, but see, I'm like, dude. I said to my one buddies, I was like, "Yo, this is pretty weird." They're like, "Oh yeah, I guess it's not weird that they're like father and son." I was like, "Dude, frig off!" Like, I don't sound exactly like my yeah. dad. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's ridiculous. Get out of here with that. Like, I get that. Like, we have genes that are similar to our parents, but like, I'm not like. Like, if you don't look at freaking, what's his name? He's got a pretty freaking Belichickian name, too, doesn't he? Uh, <laughs> his son? I, I wish it was Scooter. I wish it was Scooter. Scooter Belichick. <laughs> it's like Tom or something. Joe Dierte. Oh, if his name is Tom, that would be such a huge topic. Um, Both of you guys are on your phones right now. I see you looking it up. <laughs> hurry up, hurry up. Come on. We only got so Steven. much time. Steven. Is it Steven Belichick? Yeah, Steve Belichick. That's not as Steve. great as I work. Yeah, it's Steve, not Steven. Steve. It's not William Belichick. Oh, if he, if he wouldn't be William. He'd be like, be like Bill. It'd be William. He'd turn into Bill or Big something. Billy. Anyways. Yeah, uh, whatever. Once again, uh, a show with Mark has uh, gone so far off course. I appreciate it. Uh, <laughs> so we're playing with this on right now. Okay. Yes, yes, absolutely. Who's listening to this far again? I was just gonna say at this point nobody's listening anyway. <laughs> I knew you were gonna say that. As long as, they Mike's, t- as, as long as they tune in for the first five seconds, we get credit for it. So that's all. You, I love Mike. Mike will love your favorite way to end a show is to make sure everyone knows how terrible we are. So I'm just. <laughs> it's because they never get to this point. <laughs> everyone, we should start. But showing anyways, don't listen to the end. But yeah. any y'all. And then they have to, no, they'll just straight fast forward through, but whatever. It's all good. But uh, to the uh, most recent episode of What's Up, Belly Up, I appreciate everybody tuning in. Uh, again, like I said, we've probably had a three month hiatus. Uh, I think Zach was actually my very first was guest. Blaine? Oh, I was like, Blaine it, last Either Zach or Blaine. I think Zach started, then Blaine. It took Mark a couple, couple to come uh-huh. on. I remember Mark and I were talking about. Like we were like giddy little schoolgirls when we were talking about going back to ten thousand followers on our Twitter account. Now Mark's like, oh, I can't, I can't do that. I can't do that. Yeah, who would have so, thought uh, that it would only be a thousand more soon? <laughs> huh. Ain't that like, something? Like yeah, two years later we're at uh, eleven thousand followers, so we're really growing quick. So right. appreciate all the support. Yeah, we're just on to the next pod. <laughs> and, yep. <laughs> And your and your moms for supporting us. So, but uh, to what's up, belly up to uh, puck puck past Mark Riley. Uh, you know, I appreciate everybody. Uh, we'll, we'll take it home. See you guys.